Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Welcome to Spirit Katana. I'm your host, the old man. I'm Ruby. I'm Jade Fire. I'm Rosella. And today we have special guest... Me! <laughs> Big Mama? Big Mama. Alright, so... Um, and this week we are going to have a bunch of us catching up to Ruby, who's been plowing through. Yeah! <laughs> but... Before that, we need to start back on Chapter 5 with Love for Enemies, because Rosella needs to catch up. So what do you got for... Well, first of all, what's your heading say specifically? Love your enemies. Okay. What I wrote down is, um, do good to those who, like, even if they're bad to you, you should still do good to them. Yep, that's true. You should be doing good to them, loving them, right? Um... Does Big Mama have anything she wants to highlight from here? I actually do. There was a cross-reference in my Bible that I went to read for the last verse where it says, Be perfect, therefore, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And that's a pretty high demand. Because it, it is a command. I mean, it says, Be perfect. It's pretty straightforward. Well, I can't, so am I, <laughs> am I just failing every day then? Um, but my, my cross-reference here was Philippians 3, um, starting in verse 12. It's, I believe it's Paul writing. He says, Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it, because I have also also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way, and if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this to you also. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. So, it's a little bit encouraging to me that, you know, we want to try to be perfect, yes, but we don't dwell on how imperfect we are. We keep dwelling on what Jesus has done and striving forward in that light to be perfect. So. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Um we don't do cross-references here. That's just overachieving. So, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, it's a, it's a good thing to pull out of that because most people just focus on the, hey, love your enemies, right? But you're like, hey, be perfect. <laughs> but don't focus too much on it. Although I would say that we do need to still at least recognize where we can grow in work on those things yeah, but it's not something to dwell on obviously yeah and that's i mean that's almost literally what it says over in philippians as i pursue as my goal the prize promised um what is if you think differently about anything god will reveal this also to you so like mm, yeah. if you're thinking wrongly about something god is going to reveal that to you at the proper time and we just keep living up to whatever truth we have attained as it says in 16 there so absolutely well thank you all right, well, let's move on to chapter six with um, my first section here is giving to the needy. Um, let's see, I'll start us off here. What I got here is um, 
just give to others and be kind because it is right and an extension of what God does for us. Um, do not do it for praise. For why do you have the things you have to give? Where did those things ultimately come from? Huh. No answers? God. Good. Big Mama knows at least. <laughs> they come from Jesus. God. So they're not even ours. So even when we make a big show of it, it doesn't make any sense. Because they weren't ours to begin with. Like, we only have them because God gave them to us. Um, so taking credit for God's gifts and stealing his glory that comes with a great cost and it has to others throughout history like with moses <laughs> with the rock <laughs> he was stealing god's glory with that he didn't acknowledge god's providence and mm. giving of the water from the rock or whatever oh, I and that's part of the like... that was part of the reason he didn't get to make it to the promised land i was so. really confused for a second because i'm like oh i, I see what yeah so we don't we don't want to steal god's glory that's 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 where i was getting the idea there from where it's like taking all the praise or whatever, doing a big showy thing in front of everyone else. What about you, Big Mama? What do you got here? Um, I don't anything? have anything on this section. I do about giving freely over in Chapter 10 oh, okay. if we get there. So, yeah. We probably will not. <laughs> well, then I'll say it here. Okay. Um, over in Chapter 10, Matthew 10, 8, it says, freely received, freely give. And um, it just made me think about how, yeah, there are some things in life that we have worked for, um, you put in the application, you show up at work every day. That's why you get a paycheck, right? Sure. But there are other people who have worked much harder and don't have those things given to them. Oh, yeah. So as much as we do work for the things that we're given, we still can't claim credit for that because it's really up to God whether we get anything from that effort or not. So it's important to remember that, yeah, sure, I did something, but I didn't do nearly as much as the guy down the road and I'm getting more than him. You know? Sure, absolutely. Um, and so to just remember that, yeah, I did something for it. It does not mean that I deserve it. It does not mean that it's my glory that I have it. And if I'm getting it for free, then why am I being so stingy with it? Right. And if I'm doing something, like where does my strength come from? Where does my ability to walk from? Where health come from? All that stuff. Where does life come from? Even just to go right to the beginning, right? Like it's all from God. So like... I can't really take credit for anything. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, even the choices I make, like, I have free will, I have free choice there, but, like, to be steadfast or to be diligent in work, that's still something God created, right? That's, we're just trying to be more like him in that regard. <laughs> so, those are all gifts from him. <laughs> <coughs> all right. Rosella, what do you have for giving to the needy? Quick question. What does stingy mean? Stingy means not generous. It's the opposite of generous. What I wrote down is um, to just do it, like, give to them and not be like, hey, everybody, I'm giving to the needy. Watch me. Yeah. Why shouldn't you do that? Because then you're just trying to get glory from people. And if you just do it um, secretly, then you would be getting glory from God, which is way better than anything that you can get on earth you would even be bringing glory to god because if somebody did find out and be like hey why did you do this or whatever or if they just get this gift that they have no idea where it came from they'll be like somebody has blessed me what has why why has that happened and they could start seeking out answers and it might turn them to god which is what you really want right but do you really have to do it like secretly like i mean don't make a big show but do you have to make every effort to make it secret and not... Open. I do not think so, but if your heart is in is in the wrong place, then, yeah, 
maybe train yourself to do it where nobody can ever know that it's you so that you are realizing why you're really doing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, this is just, yeah, a little was, more safeguarding. I was actually about to ask something kind of like that. Good. All right. Well, let's move on to prayer, Jadefire. Uh, ah. uh, um, for mine, it, my question is, what does God want your life to look like? And mine is, uh, do not make it known, like, I'm praying. Everybody listen, I'm praying. It's a similar lesson to the giving, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, this chunk, these, this chunk that we're doing this uh, week, it is a lot, very similar in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a lot of that. <clears throat> um, uh, I highlighted more, uh, let's see, from verse 7 here. Um, so, Matthew 6, 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And my um, note here is, you don't need to say a ton, nor does it need to be particularly eloquent. Like, if you're stumbling over your words or whatever, you don't have to feel bad about it. It's fine. God's still listening. He already knows what you wanted to say in the first place. He just wants you to talk to him. It's kind of like the prayer book. Keep it simple, keep it up, and keep it real. Yes. All right, Big Mama, you have anything to say about prayer here? I don't think I do. Okay, Rosella. Um, oh, did you write notes for each section? Because I know I big did big groups of sections for you. What I did is I found, like... One, Something in one big group? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Because the, a lot of them are almost the same lesson. Absolutely. Which is... That's why mine's all grouped so up. Okay. I marked different ones for each one. What I wrote down is that he wants us to play, pray with our heart and not just be, like, talking with, like, meaningless words. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, that isn't to say that you can't have words that are, like, um, or hey, or whatever. Like, you're just trying to get that message out. As long as you are praying with your heart, though, and, like, actually trying to tell him what is weighing on you. Whether it's something that you're super happy about, or you need help with, or whatever. Okay, so then we can move on to fasting. Mine is, what does God want your life to look like? And I also, um, for the exact words, word for word that I wrote down is normal. Because it's basically the same lesson as prayer and giving to the needy. Mm-hmm. Don't disfigure your face. Um, to make it obvious that you're fasting. But instead, I'm guessing putting oil on their heads was a common thing to do. And washing their face is still a common thing. Um, I just, like, go about your day and nobody will know what, that you're fasting, but except God. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, again, it's a very similar lesson to what we were getting with the prayer and the giving. Um, we shouldn't be seeking man's approval. That's not that's not the goal. Um, we have to do what's right. We're doing things that are right to bring glory to God um, and help our fellow men to maybe bring them to God. Um, the one extra note I have here is just this isn't telling you to lie. So like if somebody's like, oh, are you fasting? I mean, you don't have to lie about it. Be like, yeah, no, I am fasting. But like that's you're not supposed to just be going showing it off or whatever, right? Like if someone does ask, "Are you fasting it off?" be like, "I'm fasting because I'm amazing." Right. So yeah, if something comes up, or even like if that's not the direct question, but it's like, "Oh, you're not eating lunch?" It's like, uh, "No, I've 
I'm on a fast right now or something. That's fine. You just don't need to be bringing a bunch of attention. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then we can move on to Treasures in Heaven. And I think this is the last section that Ruby did last time. So we're almost caught up to you. My first section is do not judge, so. Okay. Um, all right. Treasures in Heaven. Uh, what I wrote down... <sighs> And if you guys have something, make sure you find your notes there. But I already have. All right. So what I wrote down is from uh, Matthew six twenty-two through twenty-three. Uh, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And my note says our focus intention. And attention affects our soul. So if we're consuming a bunch of other things with our eyes and stuff instead of God's word and our relationship with him, that is going to affect us and direct us away from him because those aren't of him, right? So our focus, where should our focus be? What should we be looking at? God. God and his word. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my note there. Uh, do you have anything to add, Big Mama? Yes. Ooh. So in 21, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And it um, seems like a very practical way to be able to guide your heart. Because if you desire to follow Jesus, you often want your heart to change. And it's difficult to just like conjure up a heart change that lasts. Um, but this is a very practical way. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Do you want your heart to be in missions? Well, start giving more to missions. Do you mm. want your heart to be for your neighbors? Well, start sacrificing your time and money to your neighbors. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that your money follows your heart, but that your heart can also follow your money. So invest where you're putting your money, and that will naturally change your heart. So I like having a practical step to guide. Oh, absolutely. And well, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, like, for example, like if you have spent a bunch of money on a car, for example, and something happens to it, how do you feel? You don't feel great, right? Because yeah. it's where your heart is. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, yeah, your money or your heart definitely follows that stuff around. <laughs> Absolutely. And then also when it says, like you said, if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Um, that used to be really confusing to me because I always thought of the eye is what other people are seeing, but I think it's more like how you perceive things. And it makes me think of Titus where it says to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Um, the way that you interpret the world greatly affects how the world impacts you. So looking at things through the lens of the scriptures and what God has to say about it brings a lot more light into your life, if that makes sense. I, I think, I think so. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Makes sense so, to me. Yeah, just recognizing that the same thing could happen to two different people and it could be interpreted and processed completely different. And one could say that it was foul and horrible and the other one could say, no, that was a perfectly fine interaction. Mm. It just really depends yep. on where your heart is in the matter. Like um, if one person's giving to a mission or a church or whatever um, with bad intentions, but they're giving a bunch of money basically for show or whatever, and someone else gives a lot of money, they're like, well, they're just doing that for show. Because that's yeah. what they're doing. Yep, they're with. interpreting what they're seeing through how they would have done it or felt it. Or... Yeah. Yep. When they pro they could be just giving it to the church, like, just giving them money. And I see that quite regularly, that um, 
sometimes people will say that this was so horrible or it was so bad when that person did that. And I'm like, was it though? Or did you just interpret it that way because of your heart? It has nothing right. to do with their heart. Yeah. All right. Rosella, do you have anything for that section? Uh, treasures in Heaven or whatever it might be called for you? Lay up treasures in heaven. Sure. Yeah. So 19 through 24, you got anything? Um, what I wrote is he will keep his treasure safe. And what I was thinking is we're his treasure so he would keep us safe is what I was sort of thinking. I like that. That is a very nice thought. Yeah. And um, you're not wrong. You're like, he will provide for us. He will protect I, us. I wish, I wish I thought of that. Honestly, <laughs> I think that really applies to the next section too, which is about not worrying because mm -hmm. we don't need to worry yeah contextually it makes sense that that's where his mind was so that was a really good yeah insight uh jade fire my question for this section is what does god want your life to look like and my answer is um to have heavenly treasures well, like you you go i was just gonna say what are heavenly treasures ah uh, um, I was literally about to say that. Cool. <laughs> um, like, heavenly treasures aren't, like, sacrificing your car, and so that now it's a heavenly treasure. Sure. Um, or any, or sacrifice your stuffed animal so that it will be eternal. Mm, yeah, yeah, that is, that's not how that works. You are um, correct. <laughs> um, heavenly treasures is, like, love, or... No, like following God, stuff like that. Like giving up more um, intangible things, like deciding to be patient even though you feel very frustrated, or mm -hmm. deciding to give forgiveness even though you don't really want to. Yeah, those are sacrifices because they're not always comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, our treasures. A lot of a lot of the treasures we get that are heavenly are character growth. <laughs> Sound like Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, character. He he might know some things. Oh, build character. <laughs> um, build character. All right. So then, verses twenty-five through the end, I have. Do not worry. Is that is that a section you have, or was that part of your last section last time? That was the last section last time. Oh, that was part of it. Okay. I don't really have a whole lot. Basically, you know, the gist which mine is titled "Do Not Worry." Um. But. Uh, I just like the example he gives, too, um, uh, with uh, the look at the birds of the air and all this, right? So, like, animals, um, they run on instinct, right? They don't have the intelligence that humans were given, right, to think things through and plan ahead, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so they don't they don't think those things, but God still takes care of them. <laughs> they don't have to, because God's there. No, it's not saying we should run on instinct. I'm not saying that. But like, but we can be stupid. <laughs> but we can be stupid. Exactly, we can yeah. do stupid stuff, and God Not on purpose. Right, but God will still be there for us when we do these stupid things. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, we really don't have to be anxious because we have a relationship with the Creator of everything, the All Powerful. Right. If we have this personal relationship with Him, there's really nothing for us to be concerned about. Yeah. Yet we still do it. That's a moment of stupidity. <laughs> Um, so that was my note. Uh, Big Mama? Uh, mine was also off of consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't they worth more than you? And um, I've seen this go to the other extreme where it's like, oh, God will take care of it. I don't have to do anything. Mm. Um, 
Whereas the birds, they do get up and do a little every day. They don't just sit in their nest and wait for the worm to hop up in there with them. They or the nest the doesn't worm. just create by itself either. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they do do a little every day and they're completely provided for. Um, so there's a balance of working with God and what he has provided because he does want us to work with him, I think. He doesn't want us to just sit on our laurels and do nothing. Um I almost think there's a verse that says, like, it's unwise, maybe it's in Proverbs, where it's unwise to just, like, try to get your vats all full and then be like, now I don't have to do anything ever again, and then disaster comes, and, mm. you know. So it's not exactly lauded to have everything done well in advance so that you can just sit around and be lazy now. There is something to be said for that daily going out and doing a little bit of work every day. Daily. Yeah, that's a good point. That's actually that's really enlightening for me right now, honestly. Because that's my habit is to prepare ahead of time so that I can just take it easy until I need to do it again, right? Yeah. Like I know I I know I'm not going to take it easy completely, but like, well, even in money and everything, it's like, oh, it'd be nice if we could just have a whole bunch saved up so that we didn't have to worry about it mm, for a while yeah. or whatever, you know. And I don't think that's really what God necessarily calls us to. He calls us to consistently working. Well, and if you if you have it all saved up, right, then who are you relying on at that point? Yeah, you're just you're relying all... on your stores of what you've stored up not god yeah he'll make sure you get what you need but like like for that day he'll make sure you get three meals and like maybe even a good night's sleep and then like but like yeah he might not even make sure you get three meals you don't even need to eat every day true i I guess he'll make sure you get fed how much you'll make sure that you're provided for but he's not gonna make your life luxurious and even if he doesn't um and you still have full heart in him you're going to heaven yeah, he's providing for your soul, which is the most important part. Mm-hmm. I also like down in 30, where it says, If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You of little faith. I love that. Yeah. Even the one with little faith, God's going to do great things for. He, yep. He knows how he knows pathetic us. we are. He knows us. <laughs> he says that again a little I later, think too. Something... I'm like, oh, he loves us who have little faith. I think there's something later on, like, about the, one, like, the storm that Jesus calms. Jesus calms the storm. Yeah. And he's like, you have little faith. Why? 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 Yeah. All right. Did you have anything for Do Not Worry, Jadefire? Yes. All right. I've been waiting, Richard. No, in that case, let's move on to chapter, no. Question. My question is, what does God want your life to look like? And my answer, um, is, like, not worryful. Like, the titles are in tune, like, perfectly in tune with the actual section. Sometimes there's, like, a section label, and then I read the section, and it's, like, nothing like this, what it says it is. But the, the, but these ones, like Matthew's, are, like, perfectly in key with each other. Um, and so, like, prayer is, even has the prayer, the Lord's Prayer, and treasures in heaven is actually talking about the treasures and keep your treasures in heaven, that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, um, I wanted to say, like, the, the, um, God provides for the birds, and you are so much more valuable than that, so why don't you think he would, uh, help you? And, uh, uh, the... 
uh, flowers of the field, they do not make their own clothes. Um, God does. Yep. So he pro- he would provide clothing for you like he did Adam and Eve. Yeah, that's a good point with Adam and Eve. I never really thought about how literal that is. Yeah, that's true. He did clothe them when the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're naked. <laughs> I mean, they had leaf clothes, but then he provided them with skin clothes. <laughs> Could you, like, we still, people still wear leather clothing now. Could you imagine anyone wearing leaf clothing? <laughs> 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 Don't want it to get too dry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope for not a big breeze coming by. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to chapter 7, and we can let Ruby start us off, since this is where she picked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for you guys to catch up. Okay, um, um, so it's, my section is called Do Not Judge, and what I wrote down is that sometimes I can be kind of judgy towards some people, like, especially thinking that they need to do better on something, like... I think when me and my sister went in charge of laundry, I nitpicked everything she was doing wrong about her part, but then we switched parts, and it's not as easy. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I need to realize how hard it is sometimes, and and even if they're doing something wrong, there's no win not to judge, because you don't need to judge everything people are doing. That's what I wrote down for. Okay. All right. I am... Uh, Jadefire, what do you got for the judging section? Um, oh, judging, uh, mine is judging others. Okay. Um, not don't judging others, or don't, or whatever. And my question is, what does God want your life to look like? And mine is, I put down mine, like, not sinful. Now, uh, hearing... Ruby's overlook of the section um got me more enlightened and um I do I do like nitpick at what everybody else is doing and it tends to make cause me not to get my stuff done yeah yeah that's kind of where my note is is specifically with the the speck of sawdust right um Mm -hmm. we should be working on our relationship with God and correcting our sins rather than focusing on the little things others do Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to approach them with the right heart when you've gotten the log out of your eye instead of like when you're mad at them for how they've treated you or whatever right when you get your heart right you can be like okay okay now i'm not mad about it anymore but i should still address this so then you can go in the right heart and it's so much smoother yeah we think i think we talked about that like last week or the week before too about like when you come to um, worship God and come in prayer or whatever, you should be fixing your relationship with somebody else first. Like, if you're in a mm-hmm. bad spot with somebody, whether you're angry or you did something to them and they're, like, you have to apologize, whatever, you should be get that squared away. And then you can actually have that distraction out of your life so you can... <laughs> um, Rosella, do you have anything for judging others? No. Okay. Um, Big Mama. I do. Um, so it says, do not judge so that you won't be judged, um, for you'll be judged by the same standard with which you judge others, and you'll be measured by the same measure you use. And then just a page back here in chapter 7, or chapter 5, verse 7, it very much lines up with, blessed are the merciful, for they'll be shown mercy. 
and just in general, when you are less judgmental on others, you tend to be less judgmental on yourself and others tend to be less judgmental towards you. Um, and even in like a very practical way, if someone comes to your house and if they're in the right heart, they're there to visit with you, right? But, you know, some people will come and judge how clean it is, how good your food is, how well behaved your family is, that sort of stuff. Um, and if they're judging you, you have two options. You can get judgmental of them or right back. <laughs> how dare you? Don't you know what you're supposed to be here for? Don't you know you're not supposed to judge people on that? And that's a pretty miserable circle. Or you could be merciful and say, yeah, sorry about that. I can give you grace, though. Like, I know that you're in the wrong here, but I'm not going to take it personally. That's right. okay. You know, right. and just give grace there instead. You're, released, you're releasing yourself from their judgment. Oh, yeah. And therefore, you're releasing your future self from your own judgment. Because then the next time someone comes over, how are you going to feel? Oh, I have to get everything done perfectly or they're going to judge me. Well, I don't care anymore because I gave them grace for their judgment yes. that they gave me. Yes. So giving mercy and releasing judgment on others not only frees up your heart in the moment, but it also allows you to give yourself more mercy and grace as you're growing. So that's one thing. Um, and then farther on down in verse six, it's talking about not throwing your pearls before pigs or what's holy to dogs. And I have another cross reference <laughs> back in Proverbs nine, seven, it says the one who corrects a mocker will bring abuse on himself. And that, um, is helpful to me because sometimes when I'm trying to be helpful, I'm not. And I think that it's something that I'm doing wrong, but it could be that the person just isn't ready to hear what I have to say. Yes. It's not always that case. Like sometimes sure. I am in the wrong, but it just because something you're saying is not well received, it doesn't mean that you are wrong. It could very well be that, you know, their eye in their lamp of their body is not ready to see it. <laughs> yep. Well, and like how often so. are we always like responding properly to a rebuke or a correction or whatever, right? Yes. So. <laughs> I'm perfect at that. Just being, <laughs> just being aware of, again, where someone else's heart is can greatly affect how they are receiving what you're saying. And it's not, again, not to be taken personally. Absolutely. It's hard for me to not take things personally. Yeah, well, it can be hard. So these verses are encouraging Same. to me Same. to know, hey, it's not all about you. <laughs> but I tend to take less personally, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> um, and then moving on to, for me, it's ask, seek, knock. Um, and that goes through verse 12, so starting at 7 to through 12. Mine's ask and... And it will be given. Mine's okay. the golden rule, verses twelve through fourteen. Yeah, so you're yeah I you're think. you're further. Yeah, it's just interesting that the the break of the verse is different here. See, this is why I'm behind. Ask, ahead. seek, knock. Okay. Is mine. Um. So my highlight comes from through nine and eleven, or nine through eleven. Uh, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then Though are, you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in Heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? And my note is, we know how to give good gifts to our children, to an extent. <laughs> um, and that means not giving them everything they ask for, right? We don't give you everything you ask for. Yeah. Um, give me anything. Sure. 
um, uh, or th or anything that they think they want, but actually good gifts. Um, so we should look at God similarly. Uh, he won't give anything we ask, like he won't just give anything we ask for or think we want, but he will give us what we need, and he will do a much better job at that than I will as a parent. <laughs> Because he knows. Like, I don't always know what you need. I can be wrong. But he knows for sure. Yep. So that was my note. Um, Jadefire? Um, my note is, uh, my question is, what does God want your life to look like? And my answer to that is to keep the golden rule. Because I find the golden rule in here. Okay. Treat others how you want to be treated. Okay. What verses is your thing? Um, I think I wrote it down. In... Yeah, 7 through 13. Oh, okay. Yep, all right. Were you looking for the golden rule? Yeah, I was trying to find the verse, but it's it was like the one I did not highlight in the midst of it all. You're like, I don't care about that one. I do care about it, but like I hear it all the time. Um, what I wrote down is that God will always provide. No, we're back to that, huh? I mean, you're not wrong. This does talk about him providing for us. He will give good gifts. You're you're totally not wrong. It is in here. It's just it's funny that we're we're going back to it. Big Mama. Um, my only note on this right now is the context of following it up right behind what we just read about um, the plank and stuff. And, yeah, okay. it's talking about how you need to get the beam of whatever out of your own eye. Um, use wisdom. Don't don't give what is holy to dogs or toss your pearls before pigs so it's just kind of talking about how to get right with god there yeah and then it immediately goes in to ask and it will be given to you so it's kind of telling you go get right with god and make sure you're square with him he's not going to keep it from you you can ask him for it he's going to give it to you yeah. because often i think it's taken out of context where you can ask him for anything <laughs> and he's going to give it to you so if you're not getting it you're doing something wrong and in context, it seems to be talking a lot more about how he's not going to withhold himself from us right. when we ask for him. The good gifts. He will give good gifts. Yeah, it's kind of funny because of a right now media show that we watched from during 2020 when we were hosting church basically at our house. Um, it The elephant was talking to the crab or something. I don't remember what they were. But the crab was... Like, the elephant was the wise one or whatever. She's like, if you ask God, he'll give you anything. And he's like, I want a car. <laughs> and she's like, well, not exactly like that. <laughs> but some things that we ask for are good things. A wife who really wants her husband to return to her. God wants marriages to be together, right? Yeah. But does that always happen? Not always. Sometimes marriages fall apart no matter what the godly spouse is doing. But here we can see that even in that circumstance, God will not withhold himself if you're asking and seeking after him. Does that yeah. make sense? Because yeah. some gifts are stupid, like a car or whatever. Some gifts, they're good things that God would want to be in this world, but they're still withheld from us. And that can be kind of confusing sometimes. I mean, sometimes he'll give us both or whatever. But like, I mean, if you ask for something that you don't really need, maybe he'll give it to you for a reason or just to make you happy. <laughs> um... I'm surprised that you remembered that little show thing. All right, Ruby, moving on to the next section for you. The golden rule? The golden rule. All right, I've got some more on this thing. It's like one of my shortest little things, but I've got stuff on it. Okay, Um. so my first one is going to be, what did I learn about God? And 
that um, what I wrote for it is that God really wants his children like us to choose heaven like the narrow path and not to go to destruction in the wide path like yeah does that make sense what I just said um what do you mean by the narrow path I guess like going to heaven like I um like some people might find it harder even to like go to heaven but like easier to just slip into hell or whatever with disobeying God not keeping all his rules or whatever I mean, it's a hard gate to get through, for sure. Um, like, it's very narrow, right? That's what it's saying. It's a narrow gate. I wouldn't say that it's hard. It's just specific. It is. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's a lot of lies out there, right? That was kind of where my note is, is the lying, right? So many will try to claim there are multiple paths to heaven, or you can worship any god, and you'll eventually all kind of go to the same kind of place. Um, nope. Some will say there's no hell, period. Um, <laughs> or different types of eternity. But Jesus is the only way we must repent and turn from sin into his open arms. Very simple instructions. <laughs> it is very specific, as you were saying, Big Mama. But not everybody wants to do that, and they want to say, hey, there's all kinds of different ways there. <laughs> yeah. Or there's multiple different eternities. All the heavens are real that people talk about, whatever, if it's heaven or Valhalla or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um. Was, oh. Something I have... Oh, sure, go for it, go for it. Um, But just to, for me, they kind of follow the golden rule a little bit more because I think sometimes what happens is um, when I either get treated kindly, um, sometimes I don't go kindly back or whatever, treat somebody else as kind or whatever, or sometimes, and I think that's because sometimes when I treat somebody kindly, they might do the same thing I do sometimes, so I'm just like... Now I don't want to do that anymore. But even if I get treated, um, if someone is unkind, I want to lash out and be unkind back. Mm, yep. Um, to and break... So like, oh, to ahead. read the golden rule, how it's supposed to, not to treat others unkindly if they treat you unkindly, but treat them how you want to be treated. Yes. And it is so natural to want to react how the people around you are reacting or to treat how you've been treated. And I think that's why we need to be back to the Bible so much to remind us of how God has treated us and how God acts so that we want to naturally react that way. Mm -hmm. Because if we start listening to the world too much, we start reacting like the world instead. Mm, Yes, that could be easy to do. All right. Um, So I know this is kind of a weird area of splits of sections. So, um, Jadefire, what do you have for around this area? <laughs> I don't even know what your sections are at this point. <laughs> the narrow and wide gates. Okay. 13 through 14. That's mine too. But wait, I already shared mine. I can't be right. Oh, it's right. <laughs> wait. Astic Dog, I said, was 7 through 13 as well. Okay, anyway. Anywho. Um. What does God want your life to look like? Um, and my answer is looking. Um, so before I get more on that, <laughs> I, I, when I was reading this, I found it a lot like something you told me a while ago, like, imagine, like, imagine the, like, a steep hill and mm-hmm. flat road. Um, and 
like there's a that's the fork and then your favorite thing is down the steep hill and it's a sinful thing um and the flat road it would be uh god if you made when you made it to the end um and if you fall you like you would go down the steep hill so you can have your favorite thing um but then like you keep on going and then your favorite thing becomes nothing and then you the but and then you realize what what good did that do to me like um if you repent you god will show you the way out but he won't like he is helping you but he won't like pick you up and carry you out you still have to work your way back up that hole that you dug yourself into or walked down into yes <laughs> you have to climb all the way back up that hill is what you're saying yeah and then you have to pick the flat path it's not easy it's not hard it's just you have to go on it you have to pick it a slightly another angle to the whole hill analogy is that i think it looks more daunting the further down you've gone because now you have so much more to go up but in the end, God can help you actually get right out of it. It just looks harder, right? It's not necessary. So it's harder in a sense because it's like, well, now I'm so far gone. I don't know if I could ever get up this hill. So how could God ever reach me down here? But he can. It's just harder to find him. But he's always going to be there to help you. And <laughs> it's actually pretty easy for him to pick you right back up out of there. As long as you just look for that hand. <laughs> but it's harder to find it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, your habit starts forming. Exactly. You're so used to just going down the hill. <laughs> True and false prophets, Ruby? I just have false prophets. Sure. 15 down to 20. You just have false prophets. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> True prophets for me. Okay. Go ahead. Um, um, I can only read part of my answer. My spelling got messed up somewhere. Um, but I did it to... Um, be aware of false prophets and to like read my bar- Bible more so I can be ready to identify any false prophets or anybody like that. Like, if someone starts preaching something that's not in the Bible, I should have read my Bible enough to know, like, that's not exactly what it says. <laughs> Twisting the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jadefire? Mm-hmm. False prophets? Uh, I do not have false prophets. Um, I have a tree and its fruit is my next highlight. Okay, that's part of the same thing, I think. Okay. Um, so my question is, what does God want your life to look like? And my answer for that is, um, to bear good fruit. Um... And by that, I mean, like, do good works is one of the fruit. And follow God, read your Bible is more fruit. And things like that. I feel like the Bible says something about some fruit of the Spirit. Oh. I thought you were, I thought you were actually, like, wondering. And I... No, she was leading you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what those are? I'm... What are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So if you're exhibiting those things, that would be some good fruit that God has been working in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, 
the next section, which goes through 23, um, for me it's split up from the true and false prophets, now we have true and false disciples. Um, so I'm like, so yeah, my note here is just like, oh, so we can have, yeah, we have the false teachers, but we can also have false disciples. Um, so speaking God's name and claiming to do things in his name is not an indication that you are following God's will. Like, you can claim that you are. You're like, oh, in, in God's name I'm doing this. But that doesn't necessarily mean you are. Like, I can make a big show of my giving and be like, in God's name I'm giving you all this money. <laughs> but they're like, okay, shut up. <laughs> um, but uh, pray, read the Bible, and follow what he is telling you to do, not what your limited mortal mind thinks is better. So, like, we can be doing things that are good things, but they might not be what God is asking of us to do, and we might be doing them for our own self-promotion or benefit. And that's a false disciple, right? We should actually just be trying to diligently learn what God wants us to do and follow that. Yes? <laughs> Go ahead, um, big mama. Yeah, when it says in 22, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, driving out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Um, I mean, if you saw someone giving true prophecy, doing miracles, driving out demons. I mean, I would be pretty convinced that that person is following God and close to them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that kind of is almost confusing in a sense. Like, well, if that's not a good work, then what is? Like, if driving out a demon doesn't qualify you, what exactly does? But I do find the fruits of the Spirit really helpful in clarifying that. And using the exact same analogy there so that you can be like, okay, this really is what they mean here. To do things in love, with joy, with patience. Because that's a, that gives a wide variety to things that you can be doing as long as you're doing them in the right spirit. And I think that that's the key there. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Because, um, yeah, those are good things. And I just it reminds me of one of the letters, uh, one of the epistles, too, where um, I don't remember which one it is, so I couldn't even tell you if it was for sure Paul or whatever. But... It's just like even like don't like even if they're doing these things and they're not actually Christians but they're claiming God and his message great because the message is still getting out there. <laughs> and also, we don't know if our eyes are clear, seeing clearly either or not. We're not perfect, so we sure. could be completely misunderstanding how they are going about it. Mm. So again, we don't have any right to judge them, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. It all comes together. All right, um, so the last section of chapter 7, where we get into the wise and foolish builders, um, who has some notes they would like to share here. I Go do. ahead, Ruby. Um, mine is Jesus Warns of Pretenders. It's 21 through 29 oh, to the end of the sure. chapter. Yep. Um, and I was thinking, um, sometimes when I read my Bible, I might not make a big show of it or anything, but like... I might just read it. I'm, like, I, it, well, with the questions and stuff that you guys have us doing for school, but, um, that helps me actually try to understand it, but sometimes I just try, like, to read it and be done, like, not actually try to study the Bible or whatever, just, like, read a verse and be like, all right, I read my Bible today. I um, totally understand that, Ruby, because honestly, um, I've been struggling with that a lot lately. And now that we're doing it by section, so I just have these specific little things to read. I mean, I have other things I'm reading too, but these are the ones where I'm getting the most out of it because I'm like, I have to make a note here, so I really need to think about this. <laughs> yeah. 
I've heard that like a different way to read the Bible. Like I often will do a Bible in the year or something. So then it's like, oh, I have to read three chapters of yep. First Kings today. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't always get anything out of it. But I heard a different way to go about it is to just read until God tells you something and then meditate on that. And I'm like, that is such a better way to go through that. It Bible. really is. <laughs> and hopefully the sections is more conducive. And having that. questions that you're bringing to it. So you actually have to like think of an answer to a question. It's... Okay. And then Rosella. Um, my heading is build your house on the rock. Yes. Do you have a note? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, what I wrote is basically build your life on Jesus because he is the rock. Yep. So that you should line up all your decisions and actions and what you believe based off of what he's told you and taught you. Jade Fire? Um, mine is the wise and foolish builders. Yeah, same here. Um, my question is what does God want your life to look like? And my answer is to be like the wise builder which is like uh build which is actually a combination of both um building on the rock jesus and instead of just like hearing the word and just like having it go out the other side uh to actually like keep it in your head meditate on it yes kind of mixture of all yours okay yeah uh my comment here uh i actually took more out of uh Verse 28, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. So he did have authority, and with that he had confidence to speak boldly, because he does know the answers, right? He knows what he's talking about. Um, but when we are following God's will and entrusting ourselves to his direction, speaking his words, we can have similar moments. Like, we're not going to have the authority that Jesus has, but we can speak with the authority of God if he's directing us, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. We have that information, and we can speak boldly to other people and teach them uh -huh. in, in the moments we're called to. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is called to do it all the time. We might not always be called to do it. <laughs> I also just liked, in general, um, kind of from that verse, that the crowds were astonished. I love that Jesus uses parables all the time. Oh, for sure. I always try, like, I will parabolize anything that I'm learning new <laughs> And most people look at me like I'm crazy, and I would feel crazy, except for Jesus did it all the time, so it's a perfectly acceptable way to process <laughs> new information. I completely agree. Yeah, some people get really hung up on analogies and stuff like that, but I think they can be so useful. I'll and obviously a, Jesus does it all the time. I'll give a beautiful parable to someone and be like, it's just like this, and they'll look at me totally blankly, and someone else will just state it flat out, and they're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, that's what I just said. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give us a parable Gotta right now. Improve my parabolizing skills. All right. So our last chunk of stuff today, I know it's a couple sections for me, is, chap is chapter 8 going through verse 22. Um, we don't need to highlight everything. We're running short on time. It's been a long episode. So who, well, we could start with Ruby. You said we don't need to highlight everything. Does that mean I'm not going to do each of my sections? Do what you feel led to do. Share what you wish from the last part. All right, you guys gather your thoughts. My one highlight from this section is 8.13. Then Jesus told the centurion, go as you have believed, let it be done for you. And you see this a few times throughout scripture that um, they're 
responded to in the level of their faith. What they believe about God is what's true about God. If you believe he's merciful, you will find mercy. If you believe that he is loving, you will find his love. If you believe that he is wrathful and mean, you're going to experience his wrath. And so what you believe about God has a big impact on your life and your relationship with him. So as you have believed, let it be done for you. How are you believing? What do you believe and why do you believe that? So. Sure. Yeah, that's really good. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Um, I've got something from Jesus Heals a Roman Officer. Um, the son of a Roman officer, not a Roman okay. officer. But I wrote down that God loves everyone, um, or Jesus, I guess, because, and they don't care what other people think, because not, or back then, I don't think many people liked the Romans very much, um, but God didn't care. He showed faith. He is faith. What does it matter? He's a Roman. Like, all you have to do is have faith in him. Mm. Like, Rahab and... Yes. And she was a prostitute. Yep. Fire. Alright, um, with mine, the, with verse, this is 1, uh, 8, 1 through 13, from 1 through 13, uh, mine is just, like, believe, because with the, with the leprosy, um, he just believed, and he was well, and, and And then with the centurion, he mm -hmm. believed and his man was well, Mm -hmm. yep. That's that's good. Yeah, we should be believing. Don't stop believing. <laughs> Hold on to my <laughs> White people can't help but sing. How are you? How are you so good at singing without the actual song playing? I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> All right, Rosella, what do you got? I know I wrote that to believe that God will always help us. Yes, and that, I mean that's good. That's what the the man with leprosy thought. That's what um, the centurion thought. And if you believe that about God, I'm pretty sure He'll show up and do that. All right, Ruby, you wanted to share something else? Yeah, I've got one more thing. Okay. Um, it's I guess under the heading Jesus heals everyone in Capernaum. Okay. Um, but um, I wrote down to not wait to do what God wants me to. Um, not to um, hesitate, basically, mm. or be like, I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, like, the examples they give here is that one guy said he has to go deal with his father first or whatever, but, like, just never to wait to do what God wants me to. Yeah, there's it, there's a cost to following Jesus. We have to put our things aside. and Yeah. yeah. That's my last thing. Okay. Well, then, to wrap us up, the last note is just, uh, it comes from the, the leprosy situation. It's just, no matter what state we are in, physically or spiritually, we can turn to Jesus and ask for his help and his healing. Like, that's, no matter where we're, where we find ourselves, no how many, how far down the hill we've gotten, no matter how dark it's gotten, no matter how hurt we are, we can turn to him, and he will be there for us. Yep. All right. Applications. What do you guys got? Um... Don't judge others. <laughs> I kind of have a couple about the one is do not not to be judgmental of others and to stop and think and um like to know if you basically ask God if you should correct this or 
just leave it. Um, and then the other one is to not wait to do what God wants me to. Mm, I can't remember what mine was, but Big Mama brought it up for me. Okay. It was early on. Put your treasure where your heart is. The pure, all things are pure. Yeah. Philippians 3.12, perfect. You pulled some Drag a different perfect. angle on something. I'm trying to remember what it was. Birds do stuff every day. Ah, <gasps> uh, the he- planning ahead thing? That's the one. Yeah, That's birds the one. do stuff every day. <laughs> right, but I needed the I needed the extension of that. The parable works just fine. <laughs> it does, and it highlights it. But I needed the other, like what you drew out of it. Um. Anyway, uh. Yeah. So for me, my application would be not just planning it, like doing everything ahead of time, so that I can be lazy. I should be diligent every day and doing the daily tasks that God is asking me to, and relying on Him to fill things in right like we're supposed to worry about today not tomorrow i feel like that kind of actually counteracts the um point of the sabbath how so like it's saying don't do extra one day so that you get to be lazy why do we have the sabbath is it to be lazy it's to have a restful day but why because that's the day god rested and finished creation but why does he tell us to rest i believe rosella had something to say about it um so he pretty much said what I was going to say, but also because we should always get a break. Like, everybody should get a break at one point or another sometime. Do you have anything, Ruby? Um, I think that this it doesn't exactly contradict the Sabbath, because, like, you don't have to do, like, it's not saying to do, well, okay, um... To do a bunch of work and then, like, be done with it for a very long time. Like, just to rest in God and, like, maybe put more focus towards Him. And maybe you'll still have work to do, but to rest in your work. Rest in your work. That's a really good word. Yeah. Um, The point of the Sabbath is not to be lazy. It's not because we need to catch a break now and then. The point of the Sabbath is that the Lord is God. God is the one who has done everything. He has completed everything. We could literally sit on our keisters and say, God has my back and do nothing the rest of our lives. But if we had true faith in God, we would still be valuable, taken care of, secure, have a relationship with God. We would have meaning. Um, All the things that we truly desire in our heart, we could still have those things if we, even if we literally never did another thing productive in the rest of our lives because God has done it all, right? Yeah. Now, that's not what God has called most of us to. Most of us, he has called to participate with him in this world and to do things that are productive. But it's important to God that we remember it is not our work that is giving us meaning. It is not our work that makes us acceptable to him. It is not the things that we do that give us significance or importance. It's everything that he has done. And so the Sabbath is to tell us to Stop trying to find your worth and ambition and security in those things and remember where those things truly lie. So that is why we have the Sabbath. And that is a very important thing that we need to remember. So I would not call the Sabbath necessarily like a lazy day because it's not pointless. Like when I think of lazy, I think of pointless. Um, And the Sabbath is not pointless at all. The Sabbath is to remind us that God has done all the work and it is finished. Does that make sense? For us to focus on him 
to not be anxious because that's what some people treated it originally too. Like, well, we're going to gather up more food on Sabbath too so that we can make sure that we can eat. And it's like, no, just rest on him because he is the one providing for you. Yeah. All right, Rosella. My application was to be like what I said earlier, um, to be more like Jesus. How so? Like more perfect. Well, we all want to be more perfect, but in what way do you need to be more like Jesus? Like, sometimes I'm not very good at sharing. And okay. I do yeah, so be more generous. That's good. I like that. It's um, a it is, good specific thing. It is a very good specific thing, and we can all help you with that because you've said it out loud now, and we can be like, hey, hey. <laughs> Generosity. Um, the mom knows how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> big mama knows how to do that because she's just done that with me with my applications before. Um, <laughs> Remember what you said. Yes. <laughs> It is your turn, Rosella, to close us out in prayer. Big Mama, what's your application? My application is also similar to Rosella's in generosity, um, not only with finances, but also with the mercy and the, the lack of judgment. Um, and just recognizing that my eyes are not always pure and I cannot judge where other people are. Um, I can judge how I should react and how I should behave, but I don't need to judge their actions. And I also have plenty of grace given to me. So I've been given freely. I can freely give that grace in, the, in return to other people. So yeah, being generous with grace and mercy and also very um, physical, the finances as well. So Very good. All right. Rosella, you close us out in prayer. Thank you, God, for this day. Help us have a wonderful time tomorrow. And please help everybody to be more like you and just be better and more like, amen. <laughs> amen. amen.